1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw room void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
2: thank you for listening to the late breaking f1 podcast make sure to look out for new episodes every thursday and grand prix sundays
0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Late Breaking Channel. Um, I'm not Ben Hocking. That's right. The calm, soothing voice of Benjamin Hocking is not filling your eardrums and coming across the wavelengths. It's me, Samuel Sage. Hello. Uh, Ben's internet is so bad, because he lives in the dark depths of Cornwall in the southwest of England, if you're unaware of where that is, um, that he can't actually record, unfortunately. So it's me and my very good pal, Harry. Harry, how are you?
2: This is going to be a disaster, folks. I'm really sorry about what you're you're having to listen to. We won't keep you for long uh, because we can't talk for an hour. I mean, we could talk for an hour, but it wouldn't be broadcastable, should we say. So uh, yeah, 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 this is is just just ridiculous. Um, Sam, what what are we going to talk about?
0: Yeah, we'll try and stay away from the total carnage and provide a fair and balanced opinion on everything we say. But Ben is usually the moderator. There's a lot of stuff that you guys don't hear that Ben tends to go, no, no, it's not making it in. So we'll try not to do that. Um So we're going to talk about generally the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, but we are going to focus on the fact that Alex Albon has not had his seat solidified for next season. He is one of, what, two seats now? I think Daniel Kvyat. And Alex Albon are the only two now on the grid. I suppose Lewis Hamilton, but we all know that that's not really up in any kind of risk unless he decides he wants to retire. Um, so it is Albon's seat and Kvyat's seats available. And, and Albon had, a lot of people are saying, a very good race. One of his better races of the season, he finished in fourth place. He was a second and a half behind Lewis Hamilton, who, of course, is a newly crowned seven-time world champion. But on the flip side, uh, Alex Albon's teammate, Max Verstappen, did go on to win the race by some margin. There was about a full pit stop. Between the two Red Bull drivers, Harry controversial on this. A lot of people think this was enough to get Alex to keep his seat. Do you think Albert has done enough? Do you think he's left it there? Do you think the Red Bull team are going to go, yeah, you know what, we could build on this, or is that kind of the the straw that breaks the camel's
2: back? Um, I uh, I don't think it's all going to be based on today anyway. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a bit, you know they're going to look at what's happened over the course of the year. I think. You know, today his pace still wasn't. You know, he wasn't on Verstappen's pace. He wasn't really on the Mercedes pace. But I, there's, I think, you know, uh, um, a positive. If we're going to pick a positive point out of it, he was, he was a, you know, st- slightly, a, you know, a bit of a pain to to the Mercedes. In that, you know, if they considered they wouldn't, you know, they wanted to put Hamilton on a different strategy. Albon was there in the way, which you know is not completely what you know they want him to be right on the back of them. Or well, in the middle of them, of course, but it, it was kind of kind of where Red Bull needed to be to be that rear gunner in a sense because Mercedes couldn't, you know, do something different really because Albon was in the way. So I think you know they'll 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 take that away from it. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, was what, the performance today enough? I don't know, but I, yeah, I don't believe it's going to be based on based on just today's performance. They're going to look at a, a load of things. I mean, personally, I think. He needs a year out. He needs to go somewhere else, get his head straight, do what Gasly did. I know he can't go back to Alfa but but um, yeah, go go somewhere else. I don't know, into like Super Formula or something like that. Uh, get Perez in for a year because they don't have anything to lose by doing that. And then, and then, yeah, and then maybe getting back for 2022 when the new, the new rules come in. But um, yeah, it was a, a, a better performance. I'm not saying it was enough to save his drive. I think we've seen a lot of that on Twitter. I don't agree with that, but I think it was a better performance for Albon. Whether it's enough, I think we're going to find out. I think it's 50-50 for him at the moment, if we're being honest.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of attributing factors to this. Of course, Max Verstappen this season has driven that car's nuts and bolts off. He has been one of the drivers of the season. And I think arguably you could say that he has outperformed that Red Bull. He has been above and beyond where that Red Bull theoretically should be. So in Albon's defence there... It's, you know, it's like going up against Lewis Hamilton as a seven-time world champion. It is daunting, it's difficult, and to look good against that that talent shows how good you are. So Albon's got a big challenge to go up against, and the likes of Gasly also faced that. Um, Albon's go, of course, started fifth place. The top three, when they qualified, there was less than one-tenth between Verstappen, Bottas, and Hamilton combined. 0.08 separated the top three, and Lando Norris, like had a stellar Saturday, managed to stick it in between Hamilton and Albon. Um, Alba got off to a good start. It was not easy to make moves at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, as we've seen. At Yas Marina, uh, not much to celebrate, unfortunately. But Alba got the job done. He got past Norris, and we've seen, if anything, that his qualifying has not been great. His overall race results have not been great, but Alba does seem to have this wheel-to-wheel capability. He does seem to be able to go side by side with uh, with drivers of, you know, credit drivers that you look at and you go Norris. Strong driving to be a long time. We're seeing it against Hamilton. Done well. We're seeing it against the Ferraris. Those guys are great wheel-to-wheel. And Albon's held his own. He's done a good job. He's gone around the outside a few times. And here today, he delivered a very strong overtake on Norris to get himself into fourth place. Um, Unfortunately, the damage is almost done at that point. We know that Abu Dhabi is tough to overtake on. And Albon was actually not close enough, I think, for a lot of the race. Um, The safety car brought him back into the action again after he was held up behind McLaren. And he was, as you said, Harry... A bit pesky. It was a bit of a pain in the bum from the Savies, And that is what Red Bull have needed all season long. They've needed their second driver to be a pain for the opposite team, to stop them having free reign on strategy, to stop them playing two versus one, to stop one going, I'm going to jump on the softs, you keep pressuring on the hards, and then we'll, you know, we'll tag team. Albon's there now. Albon did that in the last race. Unfortunately, he's only done it in the last race. I think Albon has definitely slowly improved throughout the season. I don't think it's enough that it warrants... Him having that seat for next season, not just yet. And with the form of Gasly, I'd be interested to see how he would go actually in that Red Bull now after a bit more time. But uh, yeah, I think you'd be silly to make an overriding decision on someone's future entirely based on one race. I don't think any team does that. Um, And I do wonder if they already set it in stone. But no announcements have been made. So again, we're recording this straight after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix on uh, December 13th. No announcement has been made as to either the Alpha AlphaTauri seat of Daniel Kvyat or uh, Alexander Albon. From a personal point of view, I don't think that he's done enough to secure that seat for next season. But I also can understand if they do keep him what the reasoning is. If he's still having this form, if he's still this lackluster in comparison to Max in a whole season's time, they gave him the 2021 season, which we all know is a bit of a holding space. You know, it's a write-off, essentially, before the new regulations come in. Fair enough, I suppose. It'd be a shame for Sergio Perez, who again, heartbreak hotel over at the uh, Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Nice, bloody Checo. Yeah, I know, right? Checo <laughs> on his final race, currently in Formula One. Bloody engine failure! It's a brand new engine, and the man gets an engine failure. Oh, did you, absolutely!
2: Did you gutted. say heartbreak? I mean,
0: sorry, go
2: on. I said, did you say heartbreak hotel because he broke down outside of a hotel? Yeah,
0: I mean that was the joke. Yeah.
2: Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> what a reaction! Look at that. Ben would be screaming in pain at how bad that joke was. But uh, <laughs> Harry just straight over it. Um, yeah. Folks, if you're enjoying this weird rambling without being involved, and you're either on YouTube, drop a drop a like, hit subscribe. We're coming towards the end of the year. We're growing. It's really helpful. Lovely to see you in the comments. I had some lovely comments recently. um And of course, if you're listening on the podcast, if uh, Harry's just getting uploaded to the podcast.
2: Oh yeah, I think this is a new format that we should embrace.
0: Right. Good. If you are listening on the podcast, one, sorry. Uh, two, share it. Why not? Let everyone know how bad we are. which just the two of us and how good Ben is at his job. Um, we're going to move on to talk a little bit about kind of the end result. Um, now, we have had a text from Benjamin. He's able to use a phone. Uh, he's not that archaic. And he's given us his driver of the day and worst driver of the day. Uh, for driver of the day, he's gone for Verstappen. Harry, dispute that. Go for anyone different. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I mean, I can't dispute it. Verstappen was in very good form today, evidently. He, you know, when, the last time we saw him do that was at Silverstone, basically. He's never, he's not had a race where he's been so competitive, uh, I don't think. Um, I would also potentially plonk for Lando Norris. I think he had a very solid entire weekend as well. Um, great quality lap to pick up P4, and I think he got the most out of the race that he could, to be honest, Um yeah, Albon should have been in front of them anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with Ben, but I'll go for Norris for mine.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Norris was on my list, as was Verstappen, understandably. Um, the other name I'm going to chuck in there is uh, Danny Rick. Um, the man starting outside the top 10 on that hard tyre compound. And there are certain tracks where you get that advantage. Uh, almost starting outside the top 10, especially when you're the midfield team and you know you're so close in pace to the guys that are just inside the top 10. Uh, the AlphaTauri guys, for example, got just inside. Uh, we know that Lance Stroll was having a bit of a struggling moment with his tyres and it subsequently fell back throughout the race. And I feel like Danny Rick did a great job of taking those hard tyres so long, keeping the tyre wear so strong. We, we've seen and, and plaudited Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton almost all season long for their ability to keep tyres in check. Over long stints, and I think Danny Rick has been a bit of a dark horse in that kind of area of sport. Uh, when it comes to Formula One, he did a great job today. He took those tires; I think it was you know nigh on forty laps, and he finished inside what the top seven, I think, which is a really good strategy from Danny Rick in a car that arguably is not as good as the McLarens, only just, and not as good as the racing points, only just. That's you know that's how it's played out on the constructors' championship. So I think that was a really good, really good drive. So Verstappen definitely deserves the award. Norris definitely deserves it, but for just variety, I'm going to give it to Ricardo. Now, on the on the flip your side, baby, and reverse it, the worst driver of the day, Lance Stroll. I know, sorry, Ben's giving it to Lance Stroll. I can see why he's giving it to Lance Stroll. But it kind of fell into his hands to secure third place in the championship, and it was a bit of a naff race. Got was overtaking a lot in comparison to a lot of people. Uh, the tire wear well wasn't good. Um, he didn't score a lot of points at all. Of course, right at the end there, Ocon got past him as well. So I think he finished 10th and got one point. Um, Harry, who's your worst driver of the day?
2: Uh, yeah, I would potentially go for Stroll as well. Also Ferrari's strategy department once again was abysmal. Not sure what that was all about. Um, but yeah, I- I'll plonk for Stroll. He he should have done better. I-, I I was a bit late to come to this podcast, as Sam will vouch for. Um, and I saw—I wasn't really watching—but I saw Stroll uh, being interviewed, and Ocon came up to him, tapped him on the shoulder, like say, "Like, well done," because Ocon got past him on the last lap, and Stroll just blanked him. So I don't know what's going on there. Stroll was not happy about something, but he wouldn't say what. Uh, yeah, he was just a bit rubbish today, wasn't he? Um, but yeah, I'll agree with Ben. I'll go with Stroll.
0: Yeah, he was a bit naff, unfortunately. Um, it's hard—it's hard to look past Stroll. I mean. Hamilton didn't have a great race, but we've seen how hard it is to pass. And also the man is recovering from one of the most disastrous viruses we've seen in the modern era. So I always feel like he gets a bit of a pass on this one. Uh, let me know if I'm being too lenient, but I do feel like he kind of gets away with it. Uh, but that wasn't the Hamilton that is a seven-time world champion, that's for sure. But yeah, Lance Stroll definitely struggled this time out. He he had the weight of the, the team on his shoulders for securing third place in the championship. And unfortunately, it just didn't come together. Both Sainz and Norris delivered what they needed to. Um, Norris definitely had the upper hand, but Stroll let us sit through his fingers, which is a real shame. Um, so that's a triple for Stroll. Oh, baby, a triple for last <laughs> oh, Stroll and the worst driver of the day. <laughs> um, in the comments, guys on YouTube, let us know your driver of the day, worst driver of the day. Of course, we're always interested to hear it. And the final thing that Ben likes to do, and it's going to be really difficult to do this uh, because of, honestly, just how dull that race was. Harry, what was your moment of the race?
2: Uh, when Crofty got confused between Thailand and Vietnam.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, considering how much that man is paid, he leads the entire Sky Sports line up in presenting and we race at one of them. And a driver is from another one and he's unable to distinguish which one's which. It is very basic level geography. Um, It's like looking at a cup of tea and a cup of coffee and smelling them and being like, Oh, that cup of tea is definitely the cup of coffee, right? Everyone going, oh, are you mad? Are you mad? Anyway, so yeah, classic Crofty there. Not only does he get drivers wrong, he gets countries wrong as well. Um, I'm going to plonk for the time where again it's a Crofty moment because there wasn't much else going on. Where every time that Ricardo was speaking about Plan A or Plan C or whether go to Plan One or Plan Three, for some reason Crofty just kept shouting Defcon Three. It's Defcon Three which is no relevance at all to anything Formula 1 base, and no one was in any trouble whatsoever. I, You've got to feel for the commentators a little bit on a race that has such little action, but he really was talking out of his bottom for a lot of that one. Um, and the continued conversation around Charles Leclerc's helmet saying, "Dunker Seb, and they started doing bad German accents at one point. Again, great commentary work. So, folks, I think we're going to leave it there, because honestly, without Ben here, this could turn into an absolute disaster. <laughs> um got to let us know down in the comments all of those things that we've spoken oh, about but mainly uh, what is going on he turns up half an hour late and now he's got his what his phone going off
2: i, was sorry. Of I accidentally i Anything accidentally hit the dramatic piano sound effect so i am sorry about that
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right all the sounds coming out of the back end here um let us know does albon deserve his seat that's what we want to know the real question to. Do you think that this was the tipping point? Because it was a, a, a solid race for Albon. but was it a disaster. Um, is this the, the kind of, yeah, give him another go? Or for you, is it game over Perez or, or Gasly or someone else? Go in that car. Let us know who you think should replace him as well. Uh, we are going to be back later on in the week. We've got a much bigger production coming for you uh, before Christmas. Uh, and then we're going to be taking a two-week break as well. Because you know what? Sometimes we like to not talk into microphones. Of an evening. So we will see you around the holiday season. If you don't catch our next podcast, we wish you all a happy holidays. Um, In the meantime, I've been Samuel Sage.
2: And I've been Harry Ede and Ben Hocking.
0: Sorry, Ben. We miss you, and we know everyone else does, because what a shambles this has turned out to be. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, I suppose you should keep breaking late.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: 18 plus.